Zone Sports Network is taking you to the movies. This is the Movie Zone with Austin Horton and Adrian Lizer on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and the Zone Sports Network. A beloved childhood story is ruined by Hollywood this week at the movie theaters. Uh-huh, uh-huh, we uh-huh. have uh, football on the brain, really good actors in really bad movies, and local theater to talk about, including other zany, funny, goof-off moments on this week's edition of The Movie Zone. Hi, Hi. I'm Austin Horton. I'm Adrian Lizer, big fan of the zany and the goofy. Are you? Yes. All right, good. And if there's any movie execs in town who happen to have this on, on your way up to Sundance, we're available. To do pretty much any and all. We once hosted a Sandlot reunion live in front of thousands of people. Not a Sandlot reunion. The Sandlot reunion. The 25th anniversary Sandlot reunion on the Sandlot. Now, Austin did a much better job than I did. I don't know about that. But- we are in a documentary, so where are our SAG cards? Do you not get them for documentaries? Uh, well, you have to have, you have to, no. <laughs> you okay. have to be, has to be a SAG-sanctioned event. Well, Austin and I would love to be extras in a movie. I've we, been there and done that. Yeah, but no, like you and I, we, we haven't done it together. We can sit in the background. Once the True. the MPAA once told us we were not good enough for them, yes. so um, maybe you can get us in touch with those people. So if you're if with you're the like, MPAA, buzz off. Well, yeah, unless you want us in. No, I, they're lost, man. So lots already, of things. I already said, for the both of us, they're lost. Right, they're lost. Um, tough. 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 Yeah. I did, I did have a uh, a talent agent reach out to me over the last 10 days to to do some, not to be in movies, but to do some other stuff. And uh, I, I have been thinking long and hard about it, and I don't know if I, I don't know how I feel about it, honestly. Like voiceover stuff? That and like local productions and oh, cool. commer- commercials and cool. things like that, but I I'm afraid that if it progressed, eventually they'd find out how I feel about the MPAA and well, that would be the end of my career. Sorry, so. what are the odds they're gonna? <laughs> Why are you flipping coins over? What are the odds way? they're gonna? Am I that boring yeah. already? No, what are the odds they're gonna listen to this? <laughs> Adrian's like, heads I stay, tails I leave. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I think you and I could be really good, like sitting. At a bar watching Brad Pitt fight Leonardo DiCaprio and just like watch it. I think we could. You know. In fact, I think I'd nail that. I think I would nail I, that. You you blur me out out of focus. You'll never right. know it's me. Exactly. I, I could be anybody. No. Yeah. So maybe you could even have a line where a beer spills on you. You go, oh come on, and then they can just cut it. Yeah. But I'll but not tell me. Right. And I'll gather all my friends and family to watch it, and no one, and then I won't be in it. Hell, I'll have I'll let Brad Pitt throw me through a wall. <laughs> That's that's everyone's dream right. to let Brad Pitt or the Rock, you know, whatever. So uh, if you're listening, we're available. I don't know what for, but we're ready. Okay, yeah, whatever it is, you need it, we've got it. Yes, we'll leave it at that. Yes, we'll leave it at that. Uh, all right, before we goof off way too much, how did the box office report do? Um, over the weekend, Austin Bad Boys for Life still leads the way. Wow. Uh. And these aren't big numbers either, so... Like, Good. Yeah, 1917, Doolittle, The Gentleman, Jumanji, and The Turning. Uh, for your, your year to date, it is Bad Boys for Life, worldwide, number one. Shouldn't be. 1917 should be up there. But. I think they're listing that as last year, so oh, this would not uh, count. Because it premiered worldwide yeah. in Christmas. 
So that so that it could be eligible for the Oscars. Yes, indeed. So, I mean, yeah, that has a lot more money. Um, Doolittle in second. Okay. So that's kind of <laughs> that's where we are. That's your that's your status of the movie world in uh, on this the last weekend of January. Um, yeah. Where it is the the movie that we'll discuss in a moment that's coming out this week. Where will it be next week on the movie zone in the world rankings? I'm gonna guess sixth <laughs> out of five out places. of the eleven <laughs> movies that have come out. Uh, but real quick, I saw the gentleman Austin, oh, the good. guy Richie Flick, and if you're a guy Richie fan. I would highly suggest it. Do you actually know people that aren't a Guy Ritchie fan? Uh, yeah, I mean, people who don't like a lot of cursing and violence. Oh, oh I see. They I would see. fall under the category that this would not be the movie for There's them. Not a lot of that in Sherlock Holmes. No. That's a Guy Ritchie. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Or Aladdin. Yes. Or his, I guess I would say his regular movies. I would say many people may not be a huge fan of that, but mm. like, there's a lot of F words... A lot of C words, a lot of B words, a lot of S words. Yeah, they're British. It's like saying, you know. No, that's even worse in England, some of those that you just mentioned. Yeah, but uh, there's a lot of it. So, okay. uh, <laughs> but hilarious and also, you know, good. I like the storyline. Classic Guy Ritchie tropes, and it was good. So check it out. I uh, I can't wait to see it. I, I think that it's got a great it cast. It fits right in. And McConaughey. Hugh Grant. Oh, hilarious. Is he? Good. Completely different than anything you've seen Hugh Grant Then do. I'll like it, because um, I can't stand him in anything he's ever done. And so. uh, you've got um, Matthew McConaughey was really good. He's this uh, drug kingpin in in England, and uh, it's, it's, it's good, though. It's worth seeing. Well, very good. The gym. Yeah. Go check it out. I, I can't wait to see it I myself. can't stress enough, though. It is rated R. Okay. Cannot stress that enough. You have to know what you're going in yes. for. Yes. It don't be, don't because the name might be a little uh, misleading. And you, you might, might think this me, is a Downton Abbey spinoff. And or you might see Hugh Grant and Matthew McConaughey and say, "Hey, let's go, fam." This is one that my eleven-year-old can right. maybe get by with right. if I take him with me. Yeah. No, but it was entertaining for sure. Uh, speaking of shows to go see, if I if you would indulge me for just a, a shameless moment, guys and dolls. That is not the song. But I like that one. Just every show I do from now on, that's how it should be introduced. <laughs> da, 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 Scarlet Pimpernel. <laughs> exactly. Les Miserables. Uh-huh. Footloose. Yep. No, uh, Guys and Dolls, it's opening next week. Uh, I am in the Valentine cast, which means I, uh, I do the show on the 8th, the 14th, the matinee on the 15th, the 17th, the 22nd. And uh, the 29th of February, go to Hope Box Theater, R-E on theater, because we're artsy, hopeboxtheater.com. Get your tickets. Uh, they're real cheap. It's a perfect Valentine's night date, by the right. way. On February 14th, you get to see me uh, fall on my face, oh, trying to it. act. You're, you've been a thespian your entire life. <laughs> almost, yeah. Yeah. But uh, also, 85% of every dollar... Spent or or uh, or earned or gathered at the Hope Box through the run of the show goes to someone in the community fighting cancer. Margot Flint of Layton, she's got triple negative uh, breast cancer, and uh, she'll get all the money. And it's eighty five percent because it's a nonprofit. They have to still run, keep the lights right, on, right, right. And, and and and. But by the way, they have some job openings right now, and some some people in the cast are looking for 
to change careers or whatever and they looked and the salary is like twelve hundred dollars a year for, for the job so it's a true non-profit right. organization yeah. it is simply to benefit the community through art and uh, you would be so gracious to come up there and see me, heckle me, whatever you got to do. But HopeBoxTheater.com. And, uh, oh, whoops, I just threw all my uh, business cards around the room. There are some accomplished actors and actresses in this show that have been in movies, that, have, that are professionals, and right. they're doing this for free. Uh, and you are almost getting to see it seriously almost for free so go check it out well and you know just because it's not like like I, I think community theater gets a bad rap because it's like oh that's not Broadway so why would I go but I mean that's like the top .99% of people end up on Broadway there are so many talented people who grew up doing theater who still do it not not to get big but they do it because they love it and they've done it their entire lives and there's so much talent in this world that yeah. uh, it obviously can um, you could see it in any community theater and then uh, you included Austin yeah. and uh, um, I think that um, that's not a it's a great cause and also it'll be a great show because there's so much talent out there it's funny, I mean funny you sit show. in church and you hear people next to you singing you're like dang yeah. this person knows how to sing like there's a lot of people out there who can do great things on stage and there there's a handful of people in this show and on the cast or on the crew that are that have been on Broadway right and have been in fact our set designer is currently the set designer for High School Musical the musical series and she was an assistant set designer on Yellowstone. Perfect. Uh, our director has performed all over the world, from Brazil to, to South America to North America. And uh, we've got a, 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 a gal that has been in several movies, uh, another one that has worked on several movies. It's, it's a really star-studded cast that's at local theater. So you're, yeah. getting, you're getting local theater price for... Broadway uh, caliber performance, and then me, and you're giving back to right. Margot Flint in the community. And the so. most important part is that last part. That That's why so, we do it. Yeah, it's it's why it's done, and it's why Hope Box Theater exists. So check it out, HopeBoxTheater.com. In fact, I'm gonna try to squeeze a couple of the people uh, from the show on next week. I would love that. Have some interviews and get to know them, and because there's some local celebrities, including, by the way. So it's funny because the I play Nathan Detroit, and a local TV weatherman plays Sky Masterson. Mm. Damon Yanni of Fox 13 is Sky Masterson. Everyone knows who Damon Yanni is, and he's just as funny, friendly, and cordial as he is on TV. Awesome. He's a he, he's actually kind of shy. He's a oh, nice guy. I, I've really enjoyed getting to know him. But so come see us. That's Enjoy awesome. It. Yeah. All right, so there you go. Thanks for letting me steal. That from. is some celeb status, Austin. You are hobnobbing with the uh, the big times here. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, when I, is he taking over my spot? On what? On the show? No, he he's he's not. Oh, he's not. Okay. He has to get up at like two a.m. We we end rehearsal at like eleven p.m. and he goes to work at two a.m. Yeah, I used to. <laughs> we used to for jazz games. We used to have a broadcast assistant who worked. Yeah. At Fox as a with Damon as a yeah. yeah as like a morning producer, and he would sleep all day, then come to the jazz game, and then go from here to his. Show. I was like, "What's your shift?" He's like, "Ah, three. 
like three. <laughs> it's midnight. Yeah. Yeah. And when I when I cover for Jake Hatch and curse his name when I wake up at four a.m., I think, man, there's people already at work oh, in the news. Unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. So there you go, guys and dolls. Uh, I had something else I wanted to goof so off. Did I, with. but I can't remember. And now I can't remember. I can't remember it either. So, oh, I remember it. Is there a worse time than right now to watch one of my favorite Soderbergh movies, Contagion? No. This is the worst time to watch that movie, right? I think I saw... It's like, I'm sure, spiking in popularity. You think so? Right now, yeah. Uh, I was looking through my DVDs the other day. Yeah, I still watch DVDs. And there there it was, and I was like, oh, I haven't watched that in a while. And then I went, no, I, that's not good for me to watch that right now. Side note, I'll rent something for two bucks instead of fishing through my DVD collection. Even though you have it? Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm that lazy. Um... <laughs> I mean, it's you know perfectly normal to watch something like that. But right now is not the time to watch a world pandemic epidemic illness movie. Kind of makes me want to watch. In fact, the... did you scrub up before you came in this room? No, I'm not. T- I'm not scared of germs. So I am scared. Of I know your germs. If they take me, they take me. Um, the uh, what did that lineman say for the lions? We're all gonna die anyway. So. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, not for the Lions, the Rams. Or the Rams. Yeah, yeah the Rams. Yeah. That's yeah, fine. We're all going to After die. they lost the Super Bowl. Um, but, yeah, it's uh, it kind of adds a little bit of, you know, prickle to your neck, right? If you watch something that's kind of stripped from the headlines a little bit. Yeah. Uh, it's just a bad time for someone like me. Yeah, you, I would suggest don't watch it because, yeah. I mean, we're all, we're all God's creatures. And we're all a little different in our own ways. And you don't prefer to get sick to have, Weird. to have germs in your general vicinity yeah even my own right i'm like the guy in uh, austin wears austin wears a bubble to protect himself from himself yes <laughs> what's that is it gattaca where he burns all the, the <laughs> germs off him every yeah, day i think the, so yeah the fire bath or whatever austin um because he's got a condition but i'm that way because i Austin goes to Costco and gets industrial tubs of hand sanitizer, and in the morning he takes a shower and then rolls in it. That's how I dry off. <laughs> I don't use I use a new towel every day and throw it out. That the towels are breeding ground <laughs> to the incinerator. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the, t- tell me your bath towel does not have all the germs on it. It does, and then it dries out, and then all those germs die. It doesn't dry out well enough. Because there's well, how it's often are folded you? around itself a little bit as it hangs there. See, and it's moist, warm, and dark in those folds, and that's where germs germinate. My towel hangs without folds. How? I just it's it's got the only fold is when it's over the tower. There's, there's a the fold, rod. and so the sides are touching. No, there's air between them. Barely. There's enough. Barely, and then the AC kicks on in your house or whatever, and it blows them together closer. I don't know about you, but I'm not running the AC right now. Oh. So, well, the heat or whatever. Yeah, but if you open a window, the germs are outside. They might get in. <sighs> don't watch Contagion right now. It's a bad time to watch it. Or Planet of the Apes, the new trilogy. <laughs> That's probably not a good idea. Where the either. the I forget what they call it, the ape flu or whatever spreads across the world and the kills almost <laughs> kills almost everyone. Yep. So there it is. That was the other thing I wanted to goof off with. Shall we talk about the piece of junk that's coming out this week? No. Okay. What else would you like to say? I, I got nothing. Hey, if you've seen any, if you've seen any celebrities in this Sundance time, hit us oh, with a yeah. tweet. Yeah, it'd be fun. I went bowling the other day for my bowling league, and the guy I was bowling against was like, hey, I drove Taylor Swift this morning. Oh, yeah. She had her documentary yeah. debut at 
It's Netflix. also out on Netflix or, now. Uh, Sundance, yeah. It's, uh, but it's it debuted at Sundance, and now it's on Netflix. But yeah, I'm gonna watch it. I, Miss it Americana, Americana? Yeah. I think it mm-hmm. is. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, well, the movie coming out this week is called Gretel and Hansel. Ah. Not Hansel and Gretel. Uh, no, it has nothing to do with Hans Olsen's life, other than his name is in the title somewhat, and it's about young children who fall victim to fudge and candy, as one Hans Olsen did as a child. Yes. This is a movie that maybe should have been shown to Hans Olsen as a child to teach him the perils of having too much candy and too much fudge. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you think that fits right into this? Yes. Because it's a horror version of Hansel and Gretel. Yeah, but I, that's what we need. I wonder I wonder if um it is a chocolate house in this version or they're just wandering through the woods. Yeah, wasn't everything in her house made of candy? Yeah. And that's how she attracted the children yeah, that she then cooked in the oven. Then they got her in the oven and cooked her. Spoiler alert. Yeah. They cooked her and left her there. Yeah. But in this movie, uh apparently Satan has written and directed it. <laughs> And it, it, it takes a beloved childhood moral of the story fairy tale and turns it into Hollywood fodder and horror uh, uh, conditions. So, it's a big, fat, hairy, don't even look at the trailer for me. What about you, Adrian? Um, it's, it's, yeah, this is... Who's in it? I, I don't know. I don't know either. <laughs> I was looking up the guy who directed it, and I haven't heard of anything he's done. Ah, that's uh, always a good sign. He was a Enterprise communications officer. Like for the Enterprise in, Rent-A-Car? No, in Star Trek oh. <laughs> in 2009. Um, his hey. name is uh, Oz Perkins. He also was in... Um, Every week. Uh, why is Jake Hatch calling me? Did he Jake, hear, we're did, right here. Did he hear me talking about how I curse his name? Yeah, probably. Um and then uh, he was an alias for two episodes as somebody by the name of Coke Bottle Glasses. So, <laughs> okay. So this is a a must see for nobody. Yes. All right. So there yes. you go. Gretel and Hansel. Uh, but why don't we go? We can also go back to a poll question we had the other week, Austin. Okay. Um, we were talking a little bit uh, because of Doolittle. We didn't really have a chance to get to this. But favorite actor or actress or one of your best actors or actresses and in their worst role? I've got a lot of them. Worst movie by an actor or actress you love? Uh, and, you know, any any actor and actress, to get where they are, they had to sludge through some, some garbage to get there. Yeah. No one just opens one day their email and they've got an offer from Spielberg to be in Jurassic Park. And yet sometimes they do, uh, they make it out of that sludge and then they get out and then for some reason they put themselves back into it, which might be a case of Doolittle with Robert Downey Jr. Absolutely the case of Doolittle. Like you get off Avengers and your first thought is, I want to talk with the animals. I want to squawk with the animals. <laughs> you know what I need? A stinker of a film. That's what needs to go up on with my great, IMDb. Like we talked about it last year, the, well, last week. The cast is pretty dang good. And just, you just, just the, because the you, voice cast, yeah, just because you put people in a movie doesn't make it good. That's a good point. And frankly, all of that cast, I could say, do a little might be their worst role. Yeah, maybe. But uh, anyway. I haven't seen the movie. Have you? I, no. I, uh, will you see the no, movie? No, I really either. <laughs> I'd rather watch Eddie Murphy's, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I would as well. 
So, best... Sorry, worst role or movie for your favorite actor or actress. Yeah. Uh, at Austin Horton, at AP Lizer. Our guy, uh, Daniel Chavez, is one that I disagree with, but I think you agree with, Austin. And it's Johnny Depp in uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. Beautiful answer. Beautiful I thought it was answer. good. I liked that movie. Why? I thought it was good. What well, was good with it? I liked it. I was entertained. I liked Johnny Depp. I don't like... Why did they make it dark? Why is it so dark and ominous? It's supposed to be child-themed. Yeah, yeah, I get it. But he, I get, I don't know. He was sad because his dad, the dentist, didn't love him. But that's not the story. It is in this one. It's not in the book by Roald Dahl. Don't take artistic liberties and <laughs> ruin good things. So, Daniel, you win the, the poll question. Uh, Mitch McGarry says Mark Hamill in the sequel trilogy. So he didn't like him as um, Luke Skywalker, reprising his role as Luke Skywalker in the latest trilogy. And Aaron replies he was terrible in the sequels. I disagree. I disagree as well. Mitch and Aaron. And frankly, no offense to Mark, he wasn't that good of an actor in the original trilogy. Right. And he was maybe the best acting he's ever done was the voiceover in Batman yeah, as, as the, the Joker or the Joker. Yeah, yeah sorry. No, I'm, I'm with you on that one. And he wasn't <laughs> like that's the problem with Star Wars fans. Man, if you have anything to say about those original trilogy, you are being just you are the worst. But like George Lucas couldn't write himself out of a, a phone recipe. book. Yeah, like. <laughs> He couldn't. Write. And they're, I love those yeah. movies. They're entertaining for sure. But I'm like, I'm not going there for my Oscar yeah. of Best Actor. Yep. You know what I mean? Uh, Guthrie also says Johnny Depp, but in a movie called Cry, his description is horrible. Whoa. Peel my eyeballs out and douse them with ghost chili peppers oil. So I, I assume it's not good. So don't see it. Uh, or, there's a movie or, called Cry Baby. Maybe that's what he means from 1990. Know. It's got Johnny Depp, Amy LaCaine, Susan Terrell. Stop me if you've heard of it. Iggy Pop. Oh, yeah. Uh, Ricky Lake. So, oh, yeah. Sounds great. Do you want to hear this? Uh, the, uh, the breakdown? Sure. In 1950s Baltimore, a bad boy with a heart of gold wins the love of a good girl whose boyfriend sets out for revenge. No, thanks. Thank, thank you for wasting everybody's time by making that movie. Uh, best pot ever says Bill Murray in Garfield. It was just sad. Never saw it because I heard how bad it was. There's, there's also a story. I'll have to look it up in the break about Bill Murray didn't know what he was doing. What? He didn't. Know, he didn't know what the role was. He thought it was something else. He didn't know it was Garfield. Yeah, something else. That sounds made up because it was so bad. He's like, I didn't know it was Garfield. But I'll look it up while you read the next answer. Our favorite soldier, Austin Frankham, tweeting in says Tom Hanks in Cloud Atlas. It's hard to find one for Tom Hanks, but Cloud Atlas and as stated before in the circle, those were not that great compared to a lot of his other work. I would add. I would a hundred percent disagree. You liked Cloud Atlas? Loved Cloud Atlas. What about The Circle with Emma Watson? No, not if, yeah. I never saw it. looked off. It, it looks so But bad. I'm going to disagree. Cloud Atlas I thought was a good movie. Uh, I will say his worst is Larry Crown. Tom, the, the, mall, the mar on Tom Hanks' career is Larry Crown. Not, uh, with all due respect, I, I thought Cloud Atlas was a good movie. I uh, never saw The Circle, but I tried to see Larry Crown and could never get through it because it was so bad. Um, here's the story, Austin. Of Bill Murray and Garfield, okay. he this is his this is his story. Okay, so um, it's not true. Uh, he said uh, this is out of uh, the New York Post. 
couple of years ago. It says, uh, quote, the Caddyshack star who voiced the finicky feline in Garfield the movie <laughs> revealed he took the part because he mistakenly thought it was penned by famed film scribe Joel Cohen, not Joel Cohen. <laughs> so he thought... He thought it, it was a Cohen brother. He thought movie. it was a Cohen brother, the writer of Fargo and the Big Lebowski. Yeah. Instead, it was written by the guy who uh, wrote Cheaper by the Dozen. <laughs> says it was only during the recordings of his dialogue that Murray watched in horror parts of the comedy that were already filmed. There was this long two-minute silence. I probably cursed a little and said, I can fix this, but I can't fix this, fix this today or this week. <laughs> and uh, by that time, he was basically he was contracted. Yeah. And so we had to do the film. Oh, that's... So I sort of buy it. I, you know if what? you're thinking you're going well. in for an animated movie, you see the, Joel the guy's Cohen. Same name. Yeah, they have the same name. There's Different just spelling. There's an H in the yeah. middle of. This That's one. dirty. I'll bet. I'll bet the guy did it on purpose. Right. The, what? Bill Murray's he, gonna he do let, it? He just let people think he was. You're Joel Cohen, right? Yeah. Yeah. I'm yeah. Joel. I'm That's Joel. Cohen. My name's here's my driver's license. <laughs> Uh, your brother and you do good work. Yep, my brother's a garbage truck driver, but hey, we both do exactly. good work. Okay, I do believe him then. Uh, how about Harrison Ford in Hollywood Homicide? That coming in from Jedi Knight Rider. Ryder Waldron, mm. our, our, the dentist of the movie zone. Uh, Jeremy Christensen says Morgan Freeman in Dreamcatcher. I would add on to that Morgan Freeman in almost everything these days. He When's the last good movie he did? Shawshank? <laughs> no, I mean, The Dark Knight. Yeah, his role wasn't that awesome, yeah, was it? was it? great, I thought. Uh, catch Me If You... Or not Catch Me If You Can. Now You See Me? Yeah. But more stinkers than... Let's see. Um, Angel Has Fallen. You in that one? You into that one? No. Um, Ben-Hur. Were you there for that one? Nope. Remember how, about, how bad it looked? <laughs> how about London Has Fallen? No. Okay, 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 okay. Um, all good things, all good things. Um, yeah, it's yep, been a minute. It, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then, uh, let's see. Bucky says, honorable mention goes to anyone in a Marvel DC comic book film. Hugh Jackman and Jack Nicholson accepted. So he says, Jack no. Nicholson and Hugh Jackman are the only good actors so he's meaning, that did a good job in a comic book movie. So he's meaning the Joker and Wolverine. Those are the only two good the roles. The Joker, Jack Nicholson. Yeah, right. Not Heath Ledger. Not Heath. Bucky, come on, guy. If we're misunderstanding you, that then fine. We get it if you don't like uh, superhero movies. My guy Austin. They're still good My guy Austin's a little fatigued, but you can admit yeah. that the some of the performances were incredible. Yeah, absolutely. Heath Ledger's was... In fact, we might have two people to play the Joker have Oscars. Yep, for the role well, not, of the Joker. Not might we need we we have to. Yeah. There's no better than that role by Phoenix. Um, Colton says Nicholas Cage in the Family Man. Amen. Now brother. for him, that's insinuating that he likes Nicholas Cage. Now you and I have been in this argument about that he has never made a good movie in he your hasn't. opinion, and I. He's, but I like his movies. But he has had some good ones, like. Like Ghost Rider. Um, no. Tim Larson. No, just kidding. Tim Larson says uh, Jeff Bridges in R.I.P.D. Ripped. No, but that's R.I.P.D. It's ripped. The it's, about, it's about a surfer. 
Oh, oh I'm kidding. no, no, it's not. <laughs> but who else was that? Ryan Reynolds with them in that? Yeah, and it had like they thought it could. It was one of the biggest busts ever. <laughs> it was so historically bad. Yeah. All right, fun stuff. Maybe later in the show, if you're good, I'll give you Hollywood's list of twenty worst roles or movies by good actors. Yeah, if so you're good, so behave. If you're good, uh, coming up next, Austin. Let's uh, we're gonna go a little more somber, but uh, we both of us agreed that uh, it's something we should play for our audience because uh, the world lost somebody this week, but also the film world lost somebody this week. Right. So. Yep. We'll talk about that and more, uh, and uh, we'll have some fun before the show ends as well. Stay tuned. It is the movie zone. You're locked on to the Movie Zone with Austin Horton and Adrian Leiser on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. We can leave the Christmas lights up till All right, welcome back. Movie Zone, segment two, soundtrack of the week. We're going with just Taylor Swift music because... She's got her Miss Americana documentary that was at Sundance, uh, premiered at Sundance, and is now available for you on Netflix. I'm a huge fan of Taylor Swift. Um, her music, I, the person, both? Both. I think she's... Um, uh, her new album is fabulous. It's been fun. Like, kind of, we're, her and I are the same age. Okay. And so, it's just been, like, I'll give her credit. Like, her music has, has evolved over the course of her life and her career, and it's been, you know, fun to watch. And now, she feels like she can really have a voice in uh causes that she feels now whatever your cause is have a voice for it yeah and she's i think in the movie she talks about how she was afraid to come outside of her box a little bit because it wasn't what everybody wanted out of her and you know yeah much like we tell athletes speak your mind and don't just do the stick to sports thing you know if you have the platform use it so yeah and we may disagree and you know that's okay though discourse is a good thing well in any time that you are bold in a opinion or belief you know there's going to be detractors yeah but you got to have the guts to do it anyway now i'm talking about good opinions and beliefs and i i believe i am with her i believe a lot of the things that she fights for i'm with her so you can call me an uppity millennial if you want and you would be right (laughs) okay i mean i wouldn't call you in those in that order but yeah yeah, those words in that order. I might use them towards you, but not yeah, in that order. Correct. Yeah, right. yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're a millennial and you're uppity, but I wouldn't call you a... Uppity millennial. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Now that all aside. All that aside. Let's, uh, let's be serious for a moment because, uh, of course, speaking of people our age, Kobe Bryant uh, is only seven years my senior. Yeah. When he started his NBA career just shy of 18 or just over 18 years old i was 11 so but when you think of an 18 year old and an 11 year old you think they're far off from each other but fast forward to me being 34 and he being 41 and it's more of a peer yeah uh generation at that at that point yeah than it would have been back then and so uh it and i trust me growing up a jazz fan i did not like kobe bryant didn't like him uh, I thought he was arrogant, thought he was a jerk, thought he was too good for uh, for how much of a jerk he was, and it bothered me. Mm-hmm. I came to grips with it over the decade and a half or whatever it was that he played in the end, two decades, yeah. 20 years with the Lakers. I came to grips with the fact that I was just jealous, 
and my love of the Jazz logo mm-hmm. and team was blinding my ability to uh, uh, appreciate how great yeah. he was as a basketball player. And I'm sad to say I missed out on all but probably five years of his career when I should have been in yeah. awe of yeah. what he was doing. Now that he, he has sadly passed on, uh, his daughter Gianna and the seven others who perished in that helicopter tragedy – uh, you, do you remember uh, Jason? Uh, why did I just Jason Franchuk? Yeah, he's now in Albany, New York. But he and I have stayed connected on Twitter, uh, and he uh, posed an interesting question the other day about. He said, "When did Kobe become so beloved?" Yeah, because as he was in this market, uh, I mean, Jason, when he was covering BYU in this market, all he ever heard was how much people hated Kobe, and now that Kobe's passed on, it's a lot of love for Kobe, and it. And he's not saying it as in he doesn't deserve the love. Right. He was posing the question, when did that change? And what we're about to do on the movie zone, I think, was a part of that change because Kobe in his twilight season and seasons after the Achilles injury, something, something flipped. And, and we can go back to what happened in Golden, Colorado. Yeah. And how he at the time said he was changing his life and going back to religion and everyone went that's what you say to try and get people off your back he lived it from that point on by all accounts and reports uh he changed his life around but in the twilight of his nba playing days adrian his relationship with the media and opposing fans flipped a little bit for the better in my opinion yeah and i you know i i was six when he was drafted i like i played sports because of kobe you know really like i played basketball because i i was after michael mostly you know and um you know he he won you know they won the title obviously against the jazz when i was 11 or so but like kobe was like younger and so uh i'm totally with you i think he's someone who learned from things in his life that he changed himself and it's something and you know we've learned too the more since his death is just how good he was to people not outside of the lines like he wanted to kill you on the court that was his thing and that's why i think people disliked him because you you look at and just man that guy is he's so good and he's so he just is such a jerk out there and it cost him relationships yeah, and it cost him all kinds of stuff but, but it, he, yeah. he's a hall of famer because of it and I, i'm still i'm still shook to this day and it's been a, almost a week now and i just still yeah. can't believe it and uh you know it's just all the people that perished including those young athletes those 13 year old girls and the other parents that lost their lives it's just horrifying i coach i've coached thousands of 13 year olds in my in my volleyball coaching career it's just horrifying to think about yeah. from, from my in that in just that way uh but he's a guy you know and he really he embraced the post basketball life and what we're doing here on the show um i'm with you i think when this when this came out i think people really took to heart what the game of basketball meant to kobe yep and why it drove him the way it did and why he was the way he was i'll, I'll and, tell you as you listen to this yeah. dear basketball the letter penned by Kobe Bryant as he was retiring to the game of basketball. It's a love letter. Mm-hmm. And it got turned into an Oscar-winning animated film. Yeah. Uh, and those that had not still been softened towards Kobe, I think this softened yeah. most of them uh, there. So we thought we'd play it to honor Kobe. And it, this, Adrian, uh, sold, sold it to me that no human that I've ever heard of has loved basketball more than Kobe Bryant. And here it is, Dear Basketball by Kobe Bryant. A 
Air Basketball. From the moment I started rolling my dad's tube socks and shooting imaginary game-winning shots in the Great Western Forum, I knew one thing was real. I fell in love with you. A love so deep, I gave you my all. From my mind and body to my spirit and soul. As a six-year-old boy, deeply in love with you, I never saw the end of the tunnel. I only saw myself running out of one. And so I ran. I ran up and down every court after every loose ball for you. You asked for my hustle. I gave you my heart. Because it came with so much more. Played through the sweat and the hurt. Not because challenge called me. But because you called me. I did everything for you. Because that's what you do when someone makes you feel as alive as you've made me feel. Gave a six-year-old boy his Laker dream, and I'll always love you for it. But I can't love you obsessively for much longer. This season is all I have left to give. My heart can take the pounding. My mind can handle the grind. But my body knows it's time to say goodbye, and that's okay. I'm ready to let you go. I want you to know now, so we both can savor every moment we have left together. The good and the bad. We have given each other all that we have. And we both know, no matter what I do next, I'll always be that kid with the rolled up socks, garbage can in the corner, five seconds on the clock, ball in my hands. Five, four, three. Love you always. Uh, emotional to hear that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and to think about uh, his love for the game of basketball and then his love for his family. And he, it, it, I think it's rare at 40, 41 years old to retire from your career. Think how crazy that sounds and is. But then to especially do it with peace. Mm. And Kobe Bryant exactly. did it with grace and peace. And he was going to be 
so great for the world. He was going to do so many great things. And his name still can carry that greatness and cause those things to carry on. It's just tragic that yeah. he and his daughter and those others uh, won't be here with us while it happens. Yeah, and it was amazing to watch him really share the game with Gianna and, um, you know, that just that video that you saw before he passed on and then before they both passed on and then after of him sitting with her courtside at the Nets game and kind of explaining something to him you know that spoke to me I was like man if I ever have kids someday I hope I have a kid that really would love to learn what I have to say about the game of volleyball because I love it Mm -hmm. so so very much and so that um that it's just so sad but I'm with you it's his name can still do great things and is now yeah even doing sure. great things so. along those lines i you know i have i have a daughter yeah and she's just about 18 months and uh i i watched those videos that you're talking about of kobe talking to gianna about basketball yeah and it struck me that he was not he was not having that conversation with her because he loved basketball he was having that with her because she loved basketball right yeah i'm with you if if it were uh art painting or if it were uh, changing uh, the oil, like car maintenance. I think he was the type of dad that would have been as passionate about anything that his kid was passionate about. And this inspired me that no matter what my daughter gets into, I'm going to be into it. Yeah, I'm and I'm it. with you, and you want to, you'll learn everything there is to do with whatever that is. Yep. Right? And yep. if, if she ends up being a world-class chess master, Austin, you will learn everything there is to know about the game of chess. It will be the first <laughs> thing that I think about exactly. every day. Yep. Exactly. All right, uh, so thank you for sharing that moment with us. It was crazy to hear his voice. Yeah. Uh, but I think it's very cathartic and therapeutic, and we don't, sometimes when people pass on, we tend to, think oh well let's not upset people by bringing things and i think that's the wrong way to do it i think to celebrate them and not let them fade from memory Mm -hmm. uh, is the best way to go about it all right we'll wrap up the movie zone next with some movie news and rumors stay tuned And now, back to the movies with the Movie Zone on 97.5, 1280, The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Final segment of the Movie Zone this week. Austin Horton, Adrian Lies are with you, and we got just a few short moments. Of course, Taylor Swift, soundtrack of the week. Check out her documentary, Miss Americana, on Netflix now. Adrian, the Oscars are weeks away, like two weeks or one week two weeks two weeks two weeks away the uh, the 16th the 15th somewhere in there uh and uh they for the best picture megaplex does this thing where they let you go see all the best picture nominees what is it yeah on sale now you can get a megaplex 2020 best picture pass and uh, you'll and for thirty five dollars, or you can save ten dollars if you purchase using a valid Mountain America um, card, like Mountain yeah. America Credit Union card. Wow! And so that's one way to save ten bucks if you're a member of a Mountain America Credit Union, and um, you'll be able to v- to view all of the movies nominated: nineteen seventeen, Ford vs Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite. Um, you'll be able to see these at various locations. So uh, if you're into that, find a Megaplex near you, check if they're doing that, and uh, definitely get involved, especially if you're a big Oscar person and you want to see the best movies of the year. Absolutely. 
So awesome that they do that. Yeah, I think that they do so many of these cool things. Uh, what else is coming up in February? Uh, with the movies? You know, February we're heading out of January, Austin. Thank, we thank made goodness. it. Uh, next week, you and I we're going to be talking Birds of Prey with Margot Robbie. Um, also, we've got The Lodge. Uh, also, there's um, let's see, you got Sonic coming out this month. The Sonic fo- comes out in February. Yep. Wow. The the photograph, which is getting some love. Um, you've also got let's see, Emma in the Call of the Wild. So there's a lot of stuff coming out this month. Cool. And we'll uh, we'll be talking about it. Excited. Can't wait. We made it through January. We everybody. did. Well done. Yeah. Well done to you and and yours. Thank you for sticking with us. We all made it. We all we're all in this together. Yes. Come see Guys and Dolls, HopeBoxTheater.com, HopeBoxTheater.com. Adrian, good job, buddy. Thanks, you as well. He's Adrian Lizer. I'm Austin Horton. We'll see you next month for a better month of movies right here on The Movie Zone.